Hey, what's up, bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app that's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Yo, what's up, bar listeners? Yo, so I wanted to get on real quick right before the show starts to let you know, first, man, that I appreciate you guys. I cannot get behind this mic without thanking you guys for listening to the bar, for telling people about it, for rocking with us for so long. I just, I don't, I didn't even intend on saying that when I on this recording, but I just can't help but being grateful to you guys and also to God, man, for just keeping this thing moving. Anyway, so this episode I recorded with my homeboy Mez all the way from the UK. And um, and so we were on tif- different time zones, different state uh, continents and all of that good stuff. So there's a little bit of uh, uh, sound issues here. Uh, I just I pray that you fight through it because uh, Mez has a lot of really good things to say. I try to go through and fix as much as I can. Shout out to my big brother, Chris, for trying to help me with that as well. But, um, yeah, just want to give you that warning. Uh, just a little bit of distortion and a little bit of uh, echo towards the end. I try to overdub it. But guys will. Hey, we're going to make this thing rock, man. I appreciate you guys. God bless you. Enjoy the show and holla at your boy, man. Later. Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet It's where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy, Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited, as always, to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds. Wherever you listen to the show, we are grateful. And like I start every show every week, I love to start it out by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for uh, tuning into the bar every week, every Tuesday, sharing the posts, letting people know, and buying the gear, repping us everywhere you go. And if you're listening right now, take out your phone, screenshot your player, and share it and let somebody know your favorite podcast, the bar podcast. We still kicking it over here. And like I do every Tuesday, I bring in awesome guests. This guest is actually super awesome to me because we've been trying to get this going for a good while now. And uh, by God's grace, we're able to make it connect at 5.30 a.m. 
uh, most people are probably still sleep uh, when we're recording this, but uh, we we're able to make it work because he's in a whole nother time zone we have on none other than my brother, Mr. Mez. How are you, sir? I'm good, my man. How are you? I'm really good, man. Super excited to have you on the show, Mez. Uh, definitely uh, can't wait to get this going, man. But before we jump right in, man, I want to give you an, a chance to introduce yourself to my listeners. Anything you want to share, whether it's personal or professional, just kind of give them a little background of who you are. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm Bez McConnell. I am um, a pastor in Nidri. Uh, it's a small uh, scheme, which we'll explain later in, in Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, been doing it 12 years in a church here. I am also the director of a ministry called 20 Schemes, which uh, looks to plant and revitalize gospel churches in across Scotland's poorest communities. And I also am the co-director, um, along with Doug Logan. I don't know if you know Doug Logan, we're of uh, Acts 29 Church in Her Places, which we sort of train, equip, and support. I know, I know Doug a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> So I'm taking you know him quite a lot then. <laughs> of course, of course. And listen, bro, I reckon I've wrecked you to the most people at one time in a room, right? Because You probably have, yes. I I, I had the old uh, uh, skull cap on at um, that youth that youth event I did with Piper. What was that called? It was a big one. Uh, cross something, I think. Yeah, Crosscom. So I was repping for you, brother. Brother, that was major and big, and I was I was going to talk about that. Uh, but before before I get in that, I do want to talk about that. But before I get in that, I want to um, hear a little bit more about the the the, the twenty schemes, man. Because that whenever uh, uh, I you know actually um, I think it was Pastor Anthony uh, that that kind of connected me with you. And as soon as I started looking you up, I, I started looking at twenty schemes, man. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, what what's the vision and and kind of how did it get started? Yeah, well, let me explain what a scheme is because it's quite difficult to um, culturally explain. So a scheme is somewhere like a cross between a uh, project, a trailer park, and a North American Indian reservation. Oh, wow. And so it's very difficult. We're not as, you know, people often say, is it like the American projects? And socially, to some degree, schemes are, but um, we don't we don't have the the, the high levels of gun crime that you guys would have in the States. Mm-hmm. Weapon of choice around our way is a, is a samurai sword. But um, so schemes are basically uh, uh, particularly set aside areas uh, historically for that, for the working class poor. Uh, my scheme is over 200 years old. That means families have lived here for two centuries. Wow. And they tend to be where the working class poor live, High unemployment, usual, you know, high rates of drugs, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mental health issues, and so about forty percent of Scotland lives in schemes, which most people don't realise. And um, there's millions of people living in schemes, and uh, very, very, very little um, gospel plant uh, churches being planted or revitalised in these areas. And so I have a real heart for this ministry. Before uh, Scotland, I was in Brazil, planted a church with street gangs in northern Brazil. And uh, came back to Scotland about 12 years ago to take on a dying church. And the Lord has blessed it. And about five or six years ago, I had a vision to say, look, we should be training and developing young men and women to go into ministry. 
and plant or revitalize churches. And so we've been doing that for the last five years. We currently, including us, have eight churches either planted or being planted across four cities. And we're growing every year. Awesome. Well, so that, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad you explained uh, the schemes because uh, I didn't know what that was, just to be honest. And that's why I wanted you to do that. Um, that, 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 that actually, so me, I, I call everything a hood. Like I live in the, the yeah. suburbs and I was like, yo, this is my hood. You know what I'm saying? So that, that kind of, you know, kind of sums it up is, is, is kind of like, I guess the hood of that area, which is, that's really dope, man. And it, and it sounds like just off of that, cause I, I knew you and Doug were partners on church in hard places. Um, sounds like you really have a, a, a draw or a call from God for, uh, those hard places, man. And, uh, cause you talk about the Brazil thing that, I mean, you, you said that like, that was nothing like, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that, uh, the Brazil thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the church in our places, let me just get, get to that first. That came about because when we started 20 schemes, I started getting contact from, I mean, countries all over the world saying, well, you, can you do 20 schemes in our country? And I said, no, it's 20 schemes is Scottish. And so we went, <laughs> went into partnership with A29 and said, look, there are, there are literally, since we launched Church in Our Places a year ago, we've got 400 men from, I don't know, 25, 30 countries signed up uh, who, uh, are looking, who are helping to resource train and offer support to. And so, I mean, it, it, you know, there's a lot of, work going on in poor communities around the world but uh, most of it the, the, the men doing it are very under-resourced and, and trained and so that's that um, and so Brazil though uh, well Brazil was I mean I spent most of my early mid-teens to early 20s living on the streets mm-hmm. and uh, in maximum security jail at 21 so I come from a wild background and uh, when I was converted at 22, 23 um uh, I had a, always had a heart for the streets and guys from my end of the uh, the, the social spectrum, and so uh, very early on, I got a call to the, the, the to Brazil to work with street gangs. Uh, ended up going out to northern Brazil, staying there four years. Accidentally planted a church, and then in the middle of all of this uh, massive sort of revival that was going on, we just felt the law calling us back to the UK. My wife, I've been married 20 years and I and our two children were out there. And um, yeah, so we left that ministry. It was wild, that ministry. Brilliant, <laughs> dangerous, exciting. And uh, we planted a little church out there that still goes to the small, but it's still going. Wow. Wow. Oh, I got oh, a, I little got a little feedback. Did you change something, you something on your side? On your side? Well, maybe I touched on the screen. Sorry. Uh, okay. 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 Let me okay, see. Let me see. Yeah, still yeah, got still it. Got mean it. feedback. So it may so not it be in the recording, and uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm mark this right here so right I can here, so edit it out. That's a good thing about not being live. <laughs> yeah, I'm all over. I'm with that. All right. All right. So, so yeah, no, yeah, that no, is that really is cool, cool, man. I really, I really um, uh, you know, uh, you know, I had you know, Doug on actually twice. twice, and and and, and actually, you actually, know what? You know I what? think I had Doug on three times. <laughs> the first time first I had time, Doug man. on, because you know Doug, he can talk. Um, uh, we, we had a break. break. Say what? Say what? He doesn't even press that, brother. I'm telling you, man. I like. I don't know when he breathes. I don't know when he eats. The man can man talk. Can talk. So he was actually, he was actually on, vacation on vacation the very first time I had him on. 
and he and we and went we so went long and had to break it up into two parts. And then, and then I, I saw him at a conference, conference and we and interviewed there as well. So, well, so yeah, well, very, very familiar very, with Doug, a uh, good friend of the bar. Of and um, and he, he actually highly recommended you as well. So, um, so um, as far as, as, far as your connection with churches in hard places, places uh, uh, what what are you what seeing are you as far as the trend or as far as, as things far as go? Uh, and, uh, and what is your what role in that again? Um, kind of your position and, and, and what that but what that, that entails. So basically, um, Acts twenty nine. Um, I, I, I joined Acts twenty nine and became the co director of Doug. Uh, of this, you know, this, this, this initiative. Um, um, what I, I mean, I've been planting churches now. I've been in ministry. This is my twentieth year of ministry, and most of it has been in brutal scenarios in a city. You know, street gang stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was planting long before nine, Acts twenty nine guys turned up in tight jeans, sipping monkey. <laughs> coffee, right? I love it. I love it. Found in that as I've watched the sort of explosion of interest in church planting over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, is that most of it is uh, being done by uh, or being done in sort of hipster kind of communities, up and coming communities, sort of near universities, uh, financial centers, and you know, um, very, very little of it is going on in really hard. Poor, um, poor, distressed neighborhoods, and that's a that's a trend around the world. And there's been lots of influence, and I won't name from whom, but probably people will guess. There's been lots of influence on church planting um, ar- around what they call the trickle down effect. Um, we'll plant a church in a rich area, and then we'll bless the poor in our community once we establish a rich church. Mm. And that's just not working. Um, as it isn't working, there is no trickle down. And actually, when I read the Bible, I see the trickle up effects. Mm-hmm. And it's the poor, it's the marginalized, it's the foolish things of this world that the Lord uses to shame the wise, not the culture shapers and the leaders. Not that I'm suggesting they don't need the church, incidentally, but that, that, that the massive emphasis on church planting has been um, on educated people uh, and, and cultural elite, elites to some degree. And so... I mean, I've been pl- plugging away for, for a long time. And so I see the tide slowly turning. 20 Schemes has, has got a growing reputation around the world. Um, church in our place had exploded as, as we knew it would. And um, I think people are beginning to take uh, church planting and revitalization a bit more seriously um, in our communities and not just think of it as an afterthought. Generally, uh, Generally, church planting models, when I hear them, go something like this. We'll go and we'll plant in a in a, in, in, a, in the, the city centre or in a, a nice area. We'll establish a church. Then we'll, st- we'll, we'll set up soup kitchens or we'll do mercy ministry to reach mm-hmm. the poor. That is completely ineffective. Uh, whereas the, you know, the most effective model is go and live and work and plant and die in poor communities. And so I see the tide turning. I think that's been a, a big cultural shift. And, and when I observed A29, um, and I talked to Steve Timmis, who's, the, who's the, 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 the director or CEO or whatever, and I said to him, look, the problem you've got is A29 is a very, very hipster-looking posse, right? 
very American centric, particular sort of white reformed guy and, and all the spectrums in between. And I said, we, you need, we need to find somewhere where we can support and bring guys from poor communities uh, into the sort of, into the A29 um, family. Uh, and that's going to mean a lot of change. Who speaks, um, you know, who's able to afford to get into conferences, uh, material and resources that we're writing. Uh, and so uh, it's, ju- it's just a tip right now, but I can see the tide turning. Um, and I'm encouraged by it. That is awesome, man. I'm telling you, God is so good, man, because I have a lot of uh, local pastors that listen. And so it's really good that you brought up the whole culture that uh, that's going around or the, you know, like like my buddy Doug Logan said, you know, it's sexy to plant churches now. You know, everybody wants to do it. And it's funny that you brought out the whole skinny leg jeans and flannel shirt, man, because, yeah, there's a lot of cats that uh, that that I guess was taking that approach, man. But it's good to hear that ministries like yours has helped making that turn and getting people back focused on the, the what's the true mission and, uh, and and getting into those hard places, man, because that's that's needed as well. Um, so, man, let's talk about you rocking my beanie, man, like. That was something crazy to see. Uh, you know, you hooked up with Pastor A, Mr. Anthony, and um and 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 he got you a beanie, man. So tell me a little bit about how you got the beanie and did you know about us uh, prior to or tell me a little bit about that. You talking about Big A, Anthony Mathenia? Yes, sir. Yeah, call him Big A. He's a big lad, isn't he? Um so he's been a little he's been a little theological guru of mine for a few years and and Hat Cry, a really solid supporter of 20 schemes. Mm-hmm. So they've been massively helpful to us. And so I can't remember how it came about, but I, I'm uh, known for my beanies, apparently. I like, I like a beanie, yeah, as we call them. Guys in the States call them. Yeah, we call them toboggans or scullies or beanies. I call them beanies, too. I like a beanie. I've got about 50 or 60 beanies. But, um, and so he just sent me a, uh, a couple of your... Um, B-A-R uh, beanies, which stands for? Biblical and reform, not black and reform. <laughs> black and reformed, anyway. And uh, I liked it. I liked the beanie. And so, um, yeah, I was invited to go and speak at this CrossCon gig. And I think it was last year, was it? Or this year, early this year? I can't remember. It was about students or whatever and I thought well I've been following you I followed you on Twitter I've listened to some of your stuff I knew you were sort of getting going and starting and I thought I'm gonna rep for the brother so I banged on my beanie baby wow man first thank you for that man and when you did that my Twitter feed blew up man like people were tagging me in it I mean it was I was getting a lot of messages over that man that was big and here's the funny thing is prior to you wearing it at the cross conference I would get messages from people here and there, man, I guess where you were going to other American conferences with it on before you actually, you know, spoke with it on wearing it, man. And people are like, hey, man, I seen this this dude with your beanie on, you know, and I'm like, OK, cool. You know, because people buy the bar gear, you know, the bar dot com if you need to get some. But um, but yeah, man, that's that's so big, man. I was so honored, so grateful that you did that. Um and yeah, I gotta get, I gotta keep you stocked with the beanies, man. And I still gotta send you a hoodie, man. So you could, uh, you could rep the bar, man. I appreciate you doing that for me. That's real big. Got me the merchandise, baby. I'll wear it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We sure will, man. 
Good deal. So we're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Daryl, and I'm here with my wife, Karen. What's up? And we're the hosts of the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question that we all ask, what are we even doing here? We cover topics such as marriage, family, life, and living a Christian life in this crazy world. We don't have all the answers, but we know where to look. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud as we seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. All right, we're back in here with my main man, Mez. Been having a great conversation with this guy. Definitely, definitely appreciate your time, buddy. And so what I do on the back end is I do what I call the bar signature questions. These are questions I ask all of my guests. And uh, so we're going to start with the very first signature bar question. What kind of music do you listen to? So, yeah, I, I'm not really into like any particular stream of music, to be quite honest with you. As a kid, I grew up into bands you have never even have heard of. Um, U2. <laughs> UB40. I bet you've never heard of UB40, have you? Not that one, but U2? Come on, man. I know that one. <laughs> UB40 is a, was a basically a stoners group growing up as a teenager, um, and um, look, I just I listen to all sorts of music. I don't have a particular genre. I don't really listen to rap. Uh, I I find it hilarious that white middle aged overweight pastors go and hang out at rap gigs. Um, I don't know what all that's about. But, uh, yeah, so I'm a bit of a, a mixture. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> you tripped me out, man. I'm telling you, man, like, so you are a man after my own heart because you say you say what you feel, what you think. That is so legit, man. Uh, <laughs> you say that. that That is funny. And I appreciate that, man. It's not, it's not often I run into people as uh, clear and as honest as you are. Um, and I feel like I try to be the same way. So, that's funny. <laughs> so next signature bar question is, what book or books are you currently reading? Right. So what book or book? So I'm currently just starting to get into the book of Colossians mm-hmm. because I'm just about to start a teaching series in my church on that. So I'm getting elbow deep into that uh, biblically. Um, I'm assuming, do you mean general Christian books or other books as well? Any book. Yeah. Uh, what am I reading at the minute? What am I reading? Um, I like to read a few books a week. Um, what have I just read that's been good? Um, I can't remember. I've just been away on holiday, so I've been reading novels. Um, I like fantasy fiction novels, but um, and I usually tend to read them to switch off. Uh, a theological book have I just read? Wow. I have to go and have a look in my uh, office. I'm reading a uh, reworking of um, biblical teaching notes of Charles Spurgeon by Tim Chester. Um, that's quite interesting. Um, yeah, I can't remember, man. I've got quite, I used to have three or four on the go. Gotcha, Nothing gotcha. standing out to me, right? Yeah. Legit. All right. So what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? I'm not really one for podcasts. Um, I've had a cheeky listen to yours, Nine Marks. I'll try and dip in and out of. Um, 
uh, I don't even listen to my own. We do a 20 schemes thing. <laughs> 20 schemes on, but that's on YouTube. It's not really a podcast. Oh, I see. If you want to go, if you want to go and have a laugh, that's me basically grilling people. But I just, I do it off the cuff. I don't plan anything. We usually have outrageous conversations, like who's got the biggest head, Mark Dever or Shrek, stuff like that. Really, cu- really cutting, cutting, <laughs> cutting, cutting edge. Uh, stuff but i'm not really a podcast guy sermons i love alistair Begg. i think he's amazing um if you, you, do you know alistair oh yeah he's been a guest on the show he just has a just a real good way about it particularly in applying the bible um i uh i like uh reading john MacArthur's some of john MacArthur's sermons and stuff and listening to some of his stuff um i like i did like um a guy um oh, arturio azurdia the third have you heard of him oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. unfortunately that i don't know what's happened i heard that brother fell into yeah very unfortunate man absolute master in the old testament um which is good for an american because usually americans are crap when it comes to the old testament yep uh yeah, I think those. I love a guy in the UK called Dick Lucas, who's an Anglican guy, and he's an absolute don when it comes to uh, exegeting and applying the Bible. Uh, and yeah, they'd definitely be up there as some of my favourites. One other guy, other guy, old school guy, called Stuart Olliot. He's a Welsh guy. And again, he's he stuffs online. He's an absolute don as well. The, the last two are guys now in their eighties, I think seventies, eighties. But I mean, they are just so clear and simple and concise. There's no trickery. There's no trying to be smart or funny. It's just yeah, they open the Bible in such a clear way. It's amazing. Good deal, man. That's that's dope, man. So you know what they say: time flies when you're having fun. And man, this has been. Total fun, uh, totally worth the wait. I know we kind of miss each other a couple times, but uh, definitely uh, really enjoyed it. Really appreciate you taking time coming on the show early this morning, man. Five thirty in the a.m. We're recording this, which is like ten thirty your time. But so I want to give you the floor. I always give my guests opportunity to address the listeners. Anything you want to share, whether it's encouragement or uh, just thoughtful words or anything you want to tell my listeners, you got the floor to do that right here. This is if you got like two or three. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I always speak to my one listener when I'm speaking, so it's quite hard to speak to a big crowd. Um, I, look, I don't know what to say. I don't know what your, who your listeners are or, 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 or what they're going through right now. All I would say is this. If a lot of them are young pastors or pastors um, trying to crank it out in ministry, listen, just stay faithful to the Lord. Stick close to Jesus. If you're married, love, honor, respect your wife, cherish her, encourage her. The same uh, with your children. Do not ever get tired of the gospel. Don't be running after these big name speakers and conferences and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to them or be encouraged by them, but God wants you to remain faithful where you are with the people he's called you um, to shepherd. Love Jesus. You know, walk in the spirit. Trust the Bible. 
preach the word in season and uh, out of season and just sticking and persevere. Awesome. Great encouragement, man. You, you, you know, you're talking about my, my three listeners, but, uh, my three listeners that they would definitely enjoy that what you just said, man. That that was spot on, especially for um, the pastors that may be listening. To everybody else and the pastors, make sure you check out your favorite podcast, The Bar Podcast, every Tuesday, thebarpodcast.com. Make sure you check out everything dealing with The Bar. Uh, we got so many podcasts connected. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com. Click on the Bar Network and see everybody that's connected. Check out new podcasts as well as go to thebargear.com. Pick up that dope beanie that uh, Mez be rocking, man. Um, it's August going into September, and so it's about time to bring back out the beanies, y'all. Make sure you go to thebargear.com. Pick you up one. Pick Mez up one. Ship it over to the UK. Hook my brother up, man. And, uh, man, till next time, God bless you. We love you. We are out. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there